Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and we are covering reintegrating your child into the school system or the school process after the holidays, right? If you are working with your sensitive kid and you're noticing they're having some back to school blues, then make sure that you are paying attention to today's show. Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All right, let's have it. If your child is hitting, kicking, yelling, running away, throwing things, refusing to go to school, having major meltdowns before the school day, then listen up. We help parents here at MTC eliminate daily meltdowns from a psychologically safe standpoint and systematic way And we help many of our clients do that in as little as eight weeks. So when I say eliminate daily meltdowns, what I mean is that if you're coming to work with us and, and, uh, you know, we've had clients where their kids are having three meltdowns a day, right? And in as little as eight weeks, they know that they've created their first meltdown-free day or meltdown-free week or meltdown-free multiple weeks because of the system that we teach so that that's done of their own accord. It's not a fluke. They didn't take their kid to Disney and they're just riding the high of happiness to uh, to lot, to you know see that result. This is systematic change where parents feel empowered and they feel empowered to empower their children to build and foster resiliency. So the challenge that you might be having is where your child is really struggling significantly in managing their big emotions and transitioning into the new slash old routine, right? And it's January, so this might feel very frustrating for you as a parent. My kid has already been through this. We did this in September. Why is this so hard, right? And that's your logical brain. Your logical mind is going to say, when is this going to end, right? might in your logical mind right might try to focus with your child's logical mind on you know the rules the facts are you could recite the rules to me if i asked you and it's also true that you and i both know that your child's emotional brain is not online when they're having these meltdowns they're 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 not fully present to the moment which means they're not integrated from right brain to left brain and when that's happening they're they're not able to learn they're not able to recall the rules and they act surprised act surprised. Now, this might feel like not news to you. Yeah, Meg, I got that. Like, I have a degree in this stuff, or I've been studying this for a long time. What else you got? And it's also true that if you're a parent, when you're stuck, it's your kid that's suffering, right? So I just want to make sure that we're acknowledging your emotional experience and what you might have already tried, even when you're not at your best, which might be just explaining to your kid, you know, we did this in September, we're going to do it again in January. You know, it's time to go to school. We planned for this, right? And and so when you're stuck in that loop as a parent, you have to notice that this is part of the meltdown cycle. That your child is inconsistently showing their skill set, right? And as a parent, that means that when you're stuck in the cycle with them, you're also inconsistently showing your skill set. 
This is why I say that the meltdown cycle, the shutdown, the refusal cycle, it's all the same thing, just a different presentation of behavior, is a family dynamic cycle. Because even if you're a family of two, the two of you are trapped in your own loops that spin with each other. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm looping this for those of you watching the show, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> demonstrating with my hands. The cyclone uh, that, that can connect within a cyclone is basically the image that I'm painting here with my body language. Because when you're inconsistent, because nobody's perfect, and your child is inconsistent, because we're not expecting them to be perfect, that's fine if we're seeing regularly developmentally appropriate behavior. A nine-year-old who grumbles and, and uh, you know, gruffly puts their backpack on the floor. But it is completely ineffective and can be very dangerous if your nine-year-old is making threats or they're punching or they're hitting, right? This is not typical age-appropriate behavior. So your child is behaving in a way that is a mismatch of their chronological age. And that is also a symptom of the meltdown cycle. Now we see this often with gifted kids, but what's really important is to stay out of the assumption that gifted means that your kid is academically gifted. Highly sensitive people are emotionally gifted. They're more likely to be empathetic and to demonstrate that empathy when they have skills to tolerate their own emotions enough to notice other people's. And so what's really important to pay attention is to, to on, on this fact is that when your child is having these big emotions and they're stuck and they're looping, it's your job to assess whether or not they are meeting their developmental milestones for behavior. Because I got to be honest with you, most parent coaches or, or parent like pop psychology um, uh, TikTokers or, or even therapists or, or um, other experts in the, in the field, if they're focusing on the general behavior um, and a general parenting approach, they may tell you that this behavior is to be expected. What they're not asking, though, is duration, frequency, and intensity. And that is the problem for your sensitive kid. If your kid is having meltdowns for more than five minutes above the age of four, on a daily, multiple times a day or multiple times a week basis, and their intensity is threatening themselves, threatening others, hitting, kicking, or engaging in physical aggression, then none of those statistics, none of those data points are developmentally appropriate for your kid. All right. And a, a four year old who's having, you know, hitting, swatting meltdowns on a daily basis, that's still pretty close to the edge here. Um, you know, and the, the instance is time. If it's going beyond five minutes, then we would still say it's not appropriate. What that means is that your child is stuck in a loop where they're plateauing at their emotional intensity, which obviously increases duration and is going to, by nature, increase frequency because when you can't uh, go down from 60 to zero, you're, you're going to be going from 40 to 60 regularly right? And this is really important because when I have these call conversations, a breakthrough call with, with clients, one thing that I hear so often is that my kid goes from zero to 60. You'll hear other professionals tell you your kid's going from zero to 60. I got news for you. Your child is never going to zero if they're stuck in a meltdown cycle. They are simmering on the edge of 58, right? So when we help our, our children break out of this pattern, and, and I'm passionate about this, so please recognize that when I get passionate, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just really excited. 
and I don't have a sing-songy voice. <laughs> so anyways, back to my story here. We're focusing on noticing that your kid's at a 58. You just can't see the bubbling under the surface. There's a lot of skills to build when you're breaking out of the meltdown cycle. And one of them is your detail orientation to the problem. Now, this is a skill set that we teach our clients. So when we help our clients notice that their child is generally at a 58 out of 60 and just popping off like four times a day and learn how to get their kid from a 58 to a 40 to a 30 to a 10 to a zero and really understand what true zero means, this is where parents feel much more empowered, right? Because if you notice the environmental changes that you need to make that are contributing to the raising temperature in the home, then it's a lot easier to feel in control. You're not leaving your emotions or the state of the circumstances of the day to your kid's mood. Now, here's where most professionals get this wrong. Most professionals will tell you that you need to ride out the meltdown because your kid is a deep feeler or they have pathological demand avoidance or they're reactive or they're explosive or whatever negative pejorative label gets your kid misunderstood, right? And then your child who is very intelligent, potentially gifted, definitely high ability, likely very clever, is left trying to make sense of their own emotional intensity. And you're trying to have a verbal conversation with them uh, at an, their, their intellectual level about what they could have done better next time. And what happens when you ride out that meltdown and you just stay here and you're like, listen, I can handle all your big feelings. Come at me, bro. And it's not a con- it's not a conflict. It's a I've got you. Listen, if you're getting hit, that is not possible for you to handle day in and day out. You and I both know that, right? And so what happens, parents, is that you end up listening to professionals who mean well. They want to help, but they have no idea what you're going through if your child is having daily meltdowns. Because choosing not to tell your kid that their meltdowns are wrong or their behavior is wrong or they're the wrong kid, that's one part of the puzzle. One part. When you're raising a resilient child who can tolerate negativity or tolerate surprises or tolerate mismatch and expectations and let that water roll off their back then you have to teach specific skills to help your child tolerate discomfort and grow through that safely. Where they can reach out to, to for emotional support to strangers. They're not holding it in waiting for you to Monday morning quarterback with them late at night when it's nine o'clock and they usually spo- they're supposed to be asleep by nine and there's no way you're, you're getting them to sleep by nine, but at least you're having a really nice conversation. So you don't want to stop it. Because this is the final year, the time when your kid feels comfortable opening up and it's snuggly and it's fun. Meanwhile, half the time you're listening to your own voice being like, how the heck is my kid going to go to sleep? And the other half of you is, is you know, playing this, this, you know, tug of war mentally with how do I move this conversation along so that my child feels, feels settled enough to go to sleep. And the third part of you is saying, Are you even a good parent? Are you even listening to the sentences your kid's saying? Why aren't you using your active listening skills right now? Your mind is doing mental gymnastics at nine o'clock at night when your kid's trying to go to sleep. And the regular, general, gentle parenting gurus will tell you that's exactly what you need to do until perpetuity. Over and over and over again. And I have news for you. There is a better way. There is absolutely a different way where you can have conversations with your child where those conversations last five minutes or less, 
where you're teaching your child new skills and your child is dissipating their emotions during the day so they don't have to give you a laundry list of their negativity ledger at the end of the day and verbally process every single thing that went through the day. Now, I'm not telling you that gentle parenting isn't appropriate for children. It is. It's just insufficient for children stuck in the meltdown cycle. Because yes, you want your kids telling you their their emotions. You want your kids being comfortable talking to you about big problems. You want your kids talking to you about little problems too. I'm not saying that I want you to be this like disengaged, ignore, get with the program type parent. Your instincts are on the right track with feeling emotionally connected to your kids so that they feel emotionally connected to their own emotions and build the skill to do that. However, the general approach to gentle parenting keeps you stuck in loops. Loops of, do we need to be more pressure <laughs> Loops of second guessing, loops of frustration, loops of reactivity, loops of shame and inadequacy. And so here I have the process that will help you break out of this pattern. Now, specifically related to helping your child who is struggling with going to school, because that's our topic of the day, make sure that you are helping your kid playfully notice the emotions that are holding them back from this plan, and you're being proactive, okay? So I know that it's um, already past January 1, and I'm teaching you this, but it is so important that you're not going to wait to have this conversation with your kid until they show you the negative emotion that they're having. You want to make sure that you get out ahead of it, all right? Yesterday was better than today. And uh, focusing on that, and today is the second best opportunity. So even if you're thinking your kid's going to be over it tomorrow, still address it with them today. Because bottom line is, the only way they got over it if they're having daily meltdowns is either they distracted themselves, they forgot, or they're stuffing their feelings. None of that was skillful. All right? So you want to cover their their playful, their emotions, you want to teach them playfully about emotions. And then you want to make sure that you're empowering them to be resilient. Now, daily meltdowns stop when parents empower sensitive children to be playfully resilient. All right. So we're not just talking about talking to them to death. That's already happening in the home. It's not working. So what we want to be doing is focusing on fostering their curiosity towards resiliency, towards solving the problem creatively from a place of being empowered. And that comes from you, right? You're, hopefully this conversation has led to a, a sense of empowerment yourselves. You've felt capable of thinking about something in a new way, right? Thinking outside the box, feeling like you're, you're validated in this conversation, I hope, that there's a, a level of um, understanding that you're stuck in a loop and it is not your fault because you're on the right track from the understanding that gentle parenting helps sensitive kids feel heard and understood. It just doesn't solve the problem of the meltdown cycle if this, that's where you are. All right, so this is the missing link because the piece that you need to be able to do is to playfully shift your child towards resiliency rather than just focusing on the emotions of the day. That will keep you in uh, waiting for the emotions to be uh, effectively handled by your by your kid. And that means you need to give it time. And that's just simply not the best way to solve the problem nor the, the necessary way to solve the problem. All right. Um, you can you can shift this dynamics pretty significantly, as you can see from our client testimonials in as little as eight weeks. And in fact, our clients, uh, Jen and Cody, stopped the meltdown cycle for their four-year-old who wouldn't let mom go to a different room in 
two days. They went, they jumped into the program and they had four straight weeks of zero meltdowns until the next one. Now, this is a kid who was having multiple meltdowns a day, three meltdowns a day to four straight weeks of intentional parenting where they knew that they were creating that environment and then he had another one. It's developmentally appropriate for a four-year-old to have a meltdown. So I'm not telling you we're eliminating all meltdowns for four-year-olds. I'm saying that you will learn the skills for your child to be showing developmentally appropriate behavior. And in that dynamic, same kid said, Mama, I really like feeling happier. So I worked really hard to help myself feel happier. And he named a few skills to that celebration as well. Freaking phenomenal. That's what's possible for your kid. We help our clients do this all the time. You have to do hard work. You have to change your paradigm of thinking and you have to change your expectations because this mama was working dang hard. Stay at home parent, working super duper hard with their only child to help him manage his emotions. That's all she could do. Kid wouldn't let her catch a break, right? (laughs) She's with him, helping him, giving him choices, supporting him with naming his emotions. There's some pretty key missing pieces here in terms of delivery. And in terms of the, her, her assumption of what he's capable of. And once we unlocked that quickly and immediately, the child was able to shift it. Now, I'm not telling you that that's a, something your family can achieve. Because we're not looking for perfection. Your child is not a robot. Every child is different. Every family is different. And it, results can happen like that. You have to be available emotionally for miracles and for big, audacious goals. In order to solve this problem, you have to dream big. So I'm happy to share big dreams and big accomplishments of our clients with you and about that. Change your perspective of what's normal. Because what we do here is not normal. Normal is use the regular traditional parenting, use the regular traditional gentle parenting, and get mediocre results and hope and wish and wait. That's not what we do here. What we do here and what we encourage you to notice is that you can absolutely support your child in breaking out of this pattern consistently of your own accord because you can be the therapeutic change agent of your child and you can break out of that skill set really effectively when you do the work with our team. Follow the process that I talk about here. You have to change your assumptions, as I mentioned, five steps. You have to shift the dynamic and noticing that you are the change agent, so you have to make feelings fun. You have to focus on what the the dynamic is required to uh, break out of the shame cycle, right? So if you're reactively inducing shame because of the way you were parented, you have to do your own deep inner personal work to break out of that reactive pattern in addition to obviously shift your logic to notice that shame doesn't teach. You have to use behavior management strategies that don't uh, induce shame and you try to use shame to lecture. And you have to find or use shame to, to change behavior. Lecturing is one of them, right? And um, you have to make sure that you are following a process that works, that's sustainable. So typically that means investing in mentoring because the typical process that uh, you could just you know get on a book or in, in free resources isn't enough to break out of the cycle at this level. Your child's engaging in self-destructive behavior, so that requires professional support not going to debase your knowledge to make you think that that's a walk in the park. It's a lot of work to break out of the pattern and to do that extensively and specifically. So um, it it is important to understand that your child's big emotions are going to uh, override their logic if um, you're not helping them 
change their emotional intensity from the root, which is their relationship with you. All right. So I encourage you to notice that if you want help uh, in breaking out of that pattern, we help our clients achieve this goal all the time. I'm happy to break, uh, break this down with you on a call in terms of where your skill sets are, what your gaps are, and what needs you need to plug for your child for the rest of your family, because everybody's in the cycle alongside you, and uh, what goals you can set for your family dynamic. And when I work with parents and we take these calls, myself and my team, we're really focusing on helping you dream bigger. Because somewhere along the line, when you got stuck in the meltdown cycle, you stopped believing that your family can achieve anything that you decide to put your minds to. And um, that means that you're not going to necessarily have everything put in place before you do that. So you have to think outside your box and, um, and move in the direction where you start to feel uncomfortable because nobody achieved any sort of life's positive adventures by staying in their comfort zone, did they? So encourage you to get on the phone. Uh, with myself or my team, and we will help you break out of this pattern. We'll teach you exactly what we do in our process if it's a good fit. Now, if it's a not a good fit, then uh, I will tell you immediately almost. I had a call today where I spoke to a mom who shared with me a couple circumstantial circumstances. <laughs> blah, 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 bloop. Excuse me. A couple circumstantial experiences she was having in her household. And I knew immediately that she, she needed uh, therapeutic resources rather than coaching resources, consulting resources, because of the nature of, of the family's immediate trauma. That doesn't always come out on our application form because, you know, we try to keep it as, um, unobtrusive as possible. All right. And so on that call, we will walk you through exactly what you need to know to break out of this pattern and, and how we how that works. Uh, if you were to work with our team, and if what we do is not what is going to be the most efficient or effective, then we steer you in that direction. So either way, you get uh, great value in the very next steps that you need to take into to consideration and, and put in place for your family on that same conversation, because there's no reason to wait, guys, you only get one life. You only get one yesterday. You only get one today. You only get one tomorrow. So let's make 2024 count. All right. Talk soon and uh, see you on the next show. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week. So be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.